Welcome to Salem First Assembly Podcast. May this week's message by Pastor Brian D. Corkin be a blessing to your life in helping you to grow in your understanding of God's Word, strengthen your faith, and equip you to become all that God has created you to be. Look at your neighbor and say, you look marvelous. <laughs> you know, um, we're going to uh, take a journey today, and um, today is known as um, Sanctity of Life Sunday. And um, I've been working, um, I've been on the Cornerstone board now for going about 10 years, and the changes in the 10 years that have taken place um, with the Women's Resource Center has been marvelous. And I, I'm so great. There's about um, 27. I was going to show a video, and um, I just, it just um, escapes me. Um, on that, um, on that um, if you guys are back, on the um, um, disc that I gave you, the uh, drive, there is a video on that. If you get that, just raise your hand, and I'll, I'll probably apply to, try to apply that at the end. Um, and one of the things about fighting for life, fighting for children, is because God sees it so important. Do you know one time you yourself was this little thing that was so cute? I don't know what happened to you. (laughs) But I don't know. But yeah, we were all really so small, so dependent. And I don't know about you, but now since having grandchildren and... um, just enjoying each one of them and how different each one of them is. Um, I can't wait. I'm hoping for 16 of them. That's, that's, my, that's my number that I put in. And um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I want to talk to you today about the gift of life. God's gift of life. Your heart is beating right now. And it's beating because God created your heart to beat. He put the soul in you. And that heartbeat starts beating right at, I would say, um, you know, 12 weeks, starts beating a little bit before that. And I, I want you to understand that when you hear a heartbeat, it's wonderful. It's just wonderful. Just put your, your fingers on your pulse for a second and just listen to your heartbeat. And if you don't have a heartbeat, um, come up here real quick. We'll pray. <laughs> you know, when you talk about sanctity of life, Um, Did you guys get that? All right. When you talk about, we're going to do that at the end. When you talk about sanctity of life, it's really talking about the extent how we look at life as being sacred and holy. Sacred and holy because life comes from God. It was not something that just evolved as a man tries to communicate. It is something that God, God himself, gave to you his breath and made you unique. And that's why in Genesis it tells us in 127 that God created mankind in his own image. Look at your neighbor and say, you are so special. So special. You really are. And in a good way. (laughs) Yeah, you are so special. In the image of God, he created both male and female. And he created them. And this is what's so important is that you are special. Now, we can live in a world today that kind of tells people, well, because you're not this or because you're not this, because you don't fill in the gap, you know, you're not that all that much. You're not that great. You got people saying all kind of mean things, especially in school. You got kids saying mean things to other kids. And those kids themselves have issues and they're giving other kids issues. 
because hurting people always hurt people. And unfortunately, unfortunately, we live in a day in uh, the day we live in is that there are all states will have an, will allow abortion to take place if the mother is had at risk or in health. But there are some states such as Alaska, Colorado, District of Columbia, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Mexico, Oregon and Vermont that they can have an abortion right up to the ninth month. Right up to the ninth month. And, and, and there are some even try to hit in some laws to try to pass. We in New Jersey just passed some laws to secure some of the things on abortion. It's amazing how a world we live in today fights so hard, fights so hard to kill a baby. When we have so many other problems that we could put our energies to, but they fight so hard to fight to kill a baby. I want to show you this here. This is a clock, worldwide clock, that every single time that is going, abortion in the world is taking place. I want you to know that I just took an hour and a half, and an hour and a half, by the time that this service is done, I should have said three hours and really made you wake up. But in about an hour and a half, when this service will be done, about 7,686 children will be aborted worldwide. I don't, I'm going to just put this out there for a thought. But if you ever look at Scripture, God seems to bring judgment sometimes according to what we do or what we say. If you read the Scriptures, you'll say, well, since you said this, this is what I'm going to do. And I want you to know that when we devalue life, and then we have pandemics take place worldwide, we have to ask ourselves, what's happening bigger than what we know? And believer of God, I want you to really understand, I want you to really understand, these are important times that we live in, and it's not time to sit down and do nothing. It's not time to complain. It's, not, it's time to say, okay, God, what's my part in the big equation? Most of us say, I'm only one person. That's right, one person. But if you ever do history on what one person has done in worldwide influence, you're amazing how many times God just used one person to make a difference. And guess what? You are that one person. When we look at the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments, we see that the Sixth Commandment says, Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not murder. Now, Martin Luther said this. Listen to what Martin Luther said. He, said. he said, God seeks to protect his gift of life by putting in the sixth commandment. The sixth commandment was do not murder. But what was the first reason of murder in the Bible? Jealousy. Envy. And, and I want you to understand something. That's always the self-centered reason why murder takes place. There's a self-centered reason why people want to kill and destroy. Now, I'm going to tell you right now that this is not a popular topic. We just got done with the series, 2021 is done, but what will you do in 2022? And it's an encouraging aspect to change your thinking, so it changes your path. But I also want to challenge you also to change your thinking and how you can stand up for the ones that don't have a voice. I commit my time and my efforts to Cornerstone Women's Resource Center, and you'll get a chance to see a video at the end, 
And we're doing right now for this month and next month, we're doing what, you, what we're doing. Normally we do a baby shower, but because of everything that's taken place, uh, we're really packed right now in the area of items and stuff for Earn As You Learn programs. But, but the finances can always be a blessing. So we're going to do a baby shower, but we're going to do offering. And we're going to take for two months. So whatever you like to do, just put cornerstone, just put... Um, baby shower in the corner of your memo on your check or whatever. And we're just going to and then take that and give that as a gift and let the center put it where they can use it. Genesis 4, 6 and 8 is the story of Cain and Abel when Cain killed Abel simple because he was jealous of his brother. He rose up and God really worked with Cain and said, Cain, listen. Listen, do the right thing and everything will go good with you. But sin is lying at your doorstep. You have to control what you're thinking here. And well, of course, Cain did not listen to the very words of God. So don't feel bad when people don't listen to your words. <laughs> Cain didn't listen to God. Straight, straight, a straight encouragement of doing the right thing. And so he simply then got his brother in the field and he killed him. And we have to look at that and say, That's a sad story, but sad stories are happening every single day, but the church is a little bit silent, and we got to do something, say something, do something on the aspect, definitely pray to ask God. Do you know, do you know, in the United States, it is a criminal offense that if you kill an eagle, or born or unborn, you have a maximum fine of $5,000 or one year in prison. And if it's a double offense, it's 10,000 and you have two years in prison. But you can kill a baby, a human, ba- a human soul, simple out of convenience. I-, I want you to know that our world we live in doesn't make sense. But that's why we got to go to truth. Because if you don't find yourself on the truth of the word of God, you're going to find yourself eating off a of trash. It's a choice. Are you going to feed off this world stuff that they offer or get in the word of God and really spend some time knowing your Bible? Because if you want to know your God, you have to know your Bible. Someone say amen. Amen. So we're going to take a journey today, and I hope the journey is helpful because I want to just put a little bit in you to start really praying. There's a lot of things. Abortions have gone down really good. I mean, when you look at all the statistics, I just got done doing statistics, and you have seen, I've seen, there's a major drop. Right now, there's some stuff in the Supreme Court. Right now, there's some heartbeat issues taking place and passing. These are good things that are taking place. But also, also, even in the midst of chaos around us, people are starting to get like, you know what? This is kind of a special thing. This is a baby. That's why when they come, they hear a heartbeat on the ultrasound in the mobile unit. And they're all for getting rid of their baby because it's just not good time or we can't or I have too many kids or whatever it is. And they hear the heartbeat. More than 86% of the people will finally say, wow, because they hear the heartbeat. It's living. It's alive. Let's look at how God sees the value. What does God say? What does God say? Exodus chapter 21, the law. This is what the law said. Listen to this. If men who are fighting hit a pregnant woman and she gives birth prematurely, but there is no serious injury or offender must be fined, whatever the woman's husband demands or the courts allows. But if there is serious injury, 
You are to take life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, bruise for bruise. I want you to understand that this is, this is serious in the, in the, because what it's doing is that God is equating the value of a human being in the womb as the same as a value of the man who caused the crime. You see the value system? God showed the value system of the baby in the womb is just as important as the man who commits the crime. And if he does the crime towards another vessel, he then pays the judgment. He then pays the price for his crime. The value system. We have a world that we want to devalue people, but God has put his DNA, and because of that, you are so valuable. Look at your neighbor and say, you are so valuable. And if someone hasn't told you that today, I'm going to tell you, you are so valuable. This is huge because God is putting a real value system here. God equates the loss of an unborn baby and the loss of life and says, you take the, the life of the person who caused the crime. It's kind of crazy in our own world. Because over here you can commit abortion if a mother wants it. But if a person is driving down the road and hits a pregnant woman, kills them, they're charged with double homicide. Isn't that crazy? It, it, it's, it's like, it's all based on choice. If I choose to want the baby, it's a baby. But if I choose I don't want the baby, it's no longer a baby. It's just a tissue. It, it's not alive. You know what? That's a double standard. Amen. And you and I have to ask ourselves, how are we? Now, listen, we, we just fight for righteousness and truth, and we do our best. And we help those in need one by one, one heart at a time. But the question I want to challenge you today is, how much do we pray about these things? A 911 takes place every day in the area of abortions. And so that's why I made it a focal point to really try to do whatever I can do, serve at however capacity I can serve, and to help in any way I can help. Well, because I love kids. I'm too bad mine had to grow up. I really mean that. I wouldn't mind them sticking around, but they all grew up. They were, we just had two of them over to the party we had for my birthday the other day, and, and it was just nice having them there and stuff, but the other two are so far away. And, uh, but this year, this year, we'll all come together for one big giant family hoopla. That's going to be great to have the kids, all the kids running around, making a mess of the house. Ooh. Hey, let me tell you what I've learned. Let me tell you, let me take a little side by. Let me tell you what I learned. You know, when you're growing up with kids and stuff, and I like things in order, I'm, I'm very good about, you know, and so my kids had clean rooms all their days, you know, until they got to a point where I'm like, hey, close the door. I don't want to see it. <laughs> you know, once they get to that point where I, they're men, you're on your own, buddy. And uh, I don't want to see it. So I said, thank God for doors. But that was at the end of their days, you know. And um, my mother said to me, what happened to you? You were a slob when you were in my house. Now look at you. I said, well, that's what God can do to you. You know, God can change you, really change you. And, but nevertheless, I, I know I want to tell you something. You're raising kids. Enjoy the moment. It's okay if they make a little bit of mess. Because when they get older, they're not making messes no more. You know, their fingerprints are not around. And you're like, huh. You know what? I kind of wish he'd come over and mess a little bit now. See? You kind of miss those things that you thought you'd never miss. 
So enjoy the moment is what I'm saying. Every day, every day, every day. Look at your neighbor and say, every day enjoy the moment. So important, so important. So this verse really shows us three truths. This verse shows us three truths here in, in the law. The unborn's life is equivalent, equivalent to an adult person. That's how God sees it. It also outlines God's law that he's against the killing of a baby. We'll talk more about that in a little bit. This killing of the unborn is simply, it is murder. No matter how, we don't want to say that. You know why? Because that word murder, everybody knows is wrong. The sixth commandment, thou shalt not murder. Pretty clear. And the murder is referring to bringing harm to someone because of self-centered desires and wants. That's what murder takes place. Murder is when you kill someone out of some type of selfish gain, some type of desire, some type of rage. It's, it's, it's emotion out of control. Look what it says here. We find here, God created us in our mother's womb. Any of you, were, were any of you found it under a rock? <laughs> All of you at one time was in your mother's womb. I don't know about, I, I told, when my mom was with us, and we were taking care of her and stuff, I asked her one day, I said, Mom, I was a perfect son, wasn't I? <laughs> I won't tell you what she said. <laughs> It may incriminate me. But I will tell you this. When I think of a little baby, and now that I see the little babies and my grandchildren and stuff, and how old is Rayla? Rayla is six months now, seven months now. My little Hawaiian. So gorgeous, so cute. You just want to pinch her cheeks. And Emily is uh, five, and Judah is eight, almost, almost seven. And try to keep track of their ages. And then Silas is almost two, and... You know, and I can't wait for the other two to get going. You know what I mean? And let's rank up these numbers. <laughs> hey, so would I. I'd be writing it down on my phone, <laughs> keeping track. But let me just look, look at this with me here. Because God, we are, we're in, um, that's where it was, in the mother's wombs, we were developed. Look what it says in an awesome portion of Scripture, Psalms 139. For you were created... For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, and I know them full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depth of the earth. Your eyes, oops, excuse me, made a little mistake here. Let me just get back here. Your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me were written in the books before one came to me. Wow. Do you see how important God sees the value? God sees exactly where you are right when you're conceived. God knows. Listen, listen. If you ever had sis said to you, well, you were not planned. You were a mistake. I have heard this spoken by so many adults and young people. Well, I wasn't planned. Well, I'm just a mistake. Can I tell you? This is where you say, yeah. Can I tell you? Yeah. Oh, good. That in God, you're never a mistake. 
Man may not know, but God knew exactly when you were going to come in. God knew exactly when you were going to be conceived. God knew exactly nothing, nothing, nothing God doesn't know about. Nothing surprises God. God knows you are not a mistake. You are created by God. Man might have not known, but God knew way before anybody else did. So don't ever buy into the lie that, well, you were just a mistake. You're not a mistake. God knew exactly. God knew exactly. The word of God is pretty clear about that. You were created in, my, you were created in the most being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Who was doing the work? God caused 23 chromosomes and 23 chromosomes to come together to make a person who can think and, and design and create. You are a blooming miracle how your body works that has so many systems within systems. And I'm going to tell you something. Out of all the things that God created, and God created so many wonderful things, and I love watching the stuff in space, and I love just seeing the, the incredible depth of space and the creation that God did over there. And when I'm a scuba diver, and I see the incredible beauty under the sea. Under the sea? Oh, no, man. And when I see all those beauty and the fish swimming by, and I said, I should shoot that one. No, no. You know, but when I see all this beauty, I'm like, God, the greatest creation and all the beauty is you. You are the greatest thing that God ever created. Because he breathed his DNA into you and made you in his image. You are, you are cream of the crop. That's why a baby has such value. God planned it this way and gave us the privilege to be able to raise up kin like us. Now, I know we live in a fallen world and not every kid is loved the way they should. But can I just say this? You know I say this all the time in special days of Mother's Day and Father's Day. But that doesn't mean you can't adopt one. That doesn't mean you can't come alongside one. You can be a spiritual grandfather or a spiritual grandmother or a spiritual mother or a spiritual father. You can do something about it. I've had many of them. But you've got to get in their life. You've got to get your hands dirty because it, it, it takes some guts and it takes a decision. You see, this is a powerful portion of Scripture. You wove me together in the depth of the earth. My, your eyes, listen, listen, your eyes saw my unformed body. God's eyes are on a child even before the child is born. God sees the value of life. You're special. You're special. Look at me. You're special. Now, sometimes we don't, we don't feel special, do we? Come on, tell me the truth. How many times you look in the mirror sometimes and you look and all you do is look for your faults. Oh, I got a pimple. Oh, my hair. I used to say that. No, I don't say that anymore. I say, wow, look how wide my forehead is. I would comb it, but I have nothing to part. You see, God in Psalms 139 teaches us the value of life. But I also want to let you know something. As cute as we are as babies, we have a sinful nature. David said it best when he said it in Psalms 51.5. Surely, uh, surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. And we come in with a sin nature. That's why Jesus Christ came. He came to deliver us. Say, thank you, Jesus. We are so blessed, but we got to treat, we have to treat and value life. 
We live in faith every day. That's what life is. Live in faith every day. But the way you're going to live in faith every day is that you, you have to value life and even the little ones. And so we need to pray because there are many people make decisions and they sometimes get the wrong information, wrong crowd, wrong influence. But you know what? I believe if God's people will really start praying for those moms and those young men who are faced with pregnancy that they were not thinking about nor wanting. I don't know about you, but if I had one mistake, and we say this now, if I made one mistake, I made many mistakes, but I should have adopted so many more kids. (laughs) You want a job? I, I should have adopted so many more kids. I really did. We talked about it, talked about it, but it came to that point. You know, I just want you to start really praying for the young ladies that are pregnant. I'll tell you a true story that just happened recently at the center. And I, I told it in, I think I told it in small group. But there's some great people who work at the center. They love, they love people. And one person was just constantly after her, constantly trying to talk to her, constantly trying to stay with her on the journey, just not leaving her alone. And one day she simply said, why, what's the problem? Why do you love me so much? My family don't love me, my friends don't love me, and I don't even know you, but you show me more concern than anybody around me. Why do you love me like you do? Man, could you imagine someone saying that about you? That's a perfect compliment of being Jesus in the flesh. And that's how you help people in their times of hurting, is loving them right where they are and helping them to where they need to be, especially when they're in tough decisions. You see, that's what the center does, and that's why you should only pray, but always pray for our local center. You see, remember... um, Remember the two the angels that come over to the angel that came over to um, Samson's mom, and she was now going to become pregnant, and says, "You will conceive and give birth to a son." The reason you can have a son or a daughter is because of conception. You, they go together, and that's where life begins at conception. I tell people all the time, you know, you ever plant grass? They said, "Yeah." I said, "As soon as you plant grass and then you water it, do you let anybody step on the grass?" No, of course not. Why not? You don't want to kill the grass. Yeah, once we fertilize the seed, once we fertilize the seed, we automatically in our mind says, it's growing. It's amazing. I wanted to show you some some videos this morning, but I thought you probably could go on YouTube just as much as I, just to see how God created us and how it happens. It just blows my mind, the awesomeness of God. That's the God you serve. Jeremiah says this, 1-5, before I formed you, before I formed you, someone say before. God knew, even before he was formed, God knew Jeremiah, knew what Jeremiah was going to become, called him for a particular work. And I want to tell you something. We've had 62 million babies aborted since 1973, since Roe versus Wade. 62 million babies. That's from 1973, just in our United States. It's about 40,000 to 45,000 babies aborted worldwide every year. 
I want you to know, Jesus says, the Lord says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. You, not only does God, God knows your birth before he's informed, God knows what he's going to do. That's the omniscience of God. God knows what's happening in your life. I got a word for you. It's Greek. Chill out. We fret about too many things and trust, about, trust very little. The Bible uses the term baby. Luke 141. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Briefos is the word baby. Briefos. And what it means is it actually means baby. And while the baby was in the womb, it responded when Mary came into her presence. We find it once again in Luke chapter 2, 22. The angels announced the shepherds in the field that they find a baby wrapped in swallowing cloths, lying in a manger. The word there, briefos, baby, once again. The same word used for baby, not tissue. I don't even like to use the word fetus. I don't like to use some of the medical terms. When that you have a baby, it's a baby. We want to change the name because it makes it sound better in our minds. Well, you know what? It's not at that point. We want to value things only because we've caused, we bring value to them. But God, we have to value the thing God brings value to. Amen. It's important for all of us to understand. Let me just move on here to something interesting. This is really good. Fear of God and standing for life. Let's go back to Exodus and let's go back to the time where God rose up a man. I don't know if you ever knew his, knew his name. His name was Moses. Moses. Exodus 1, king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, whose names were Shifra and Puah, when you help the Hebrew woman in childbirth and observe them in the delivery stool, if it's a boy, kill him. But if it's a girl, let her live. The midwives, however, feared God and did not do what the king of Egypt had told them to do and let the boys live. Then the king of Egypt summoned the midwives and asked him, why have you done this? Why have you let the boys live? And watch what it says. The midwives answered Pharaoh, Hebrew women are not like Egyptian women. They are vigorous and give birth before the midwives arrive. So... God was kind to the midwives, and the people increased and became even more numerous. And because the midwives feared God, he gave them families of their own. What does this teach us? What does this teach us? Well, when we, you have to understand something. When you get rid of God's truth, all kind of dumb things come into the equations. A lot of dumb things come into our lives when we get rid of God's truth. We do dumb things. Have you ever done a dumb thing because you haven't put God in, in your life or haven't put God in a situation? You've done a dumb thing? Come on now. We all could say yes. Why don't you just get it out of your system and just say yes? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, here's, here, this is partial birth abortion right here. You see, you say, well, and they're having the baby, and that's what partial birth abortion is. You take it out where it can live on its own, but they kill the baby before it's fully out. That's legal. See, that's man's wisdom. That's exactly what's happening right here. They would take, go get, the baby was being born, and they would kill the baby while the baby 
head was out. You see, they would kill the baby before it could come out. Partial birth abortion is not new. It happened there in the time of Pharaoh. We'll take questions later. <laughs> you see, you and I need to understand that the enemy is always trying to kill out life. Because the enemy of your soul hates you because you were made in God's DNA, God's image. I, I want you to understand that because these two women, these midwives, feared God, they feared God blessed them. They stood up in a culture that was contrary to their views. They stood up, and because they stood up for righteousness, because they stood up for truth, because they stood up for life, God blessed them. You see, when you stand up and stand out, God will take notice and he will take care of anything else that comes your way. But you gotta, you got to stand. Just say it. i got to stand. You make the stand for something or you fall for anything. There's something has to happen in your heart. And the only way you will stand is when you get the word of God in you. You spend time in the presence. That's when the power flows. You don't spend time in the presence. You're not going to have the wisdom and the power. But that's exactly what takes place. Now, what did Pharaoh do after this? Does this plan didn't work? He then demands that all of the babies are now to be thrown into the Nile River. And here we have now God steps up and says enough. And he rises up Moses to deliver. It will now be 80 years before the deliverer will come. 80 years. All I can tell you this, when it comes to timing, God has perfect timing, but it doesn't always make sense to us. It doesn't make sense to us. We don't understand. But God's always doing more than one thing, and we're only looking at one thing. But God's saying, listen, I know you don't understand what I'm doing right now. The prophets didn't understand everything. That's why God gave them words of exhortations, because, you know, Jeremiah seeing his nation destroyed, Daniel seeing his nation destroyed. That's just not what they wanted. They, you know, Moses is seeing the, their, his own people being rebellious. After God has done so many things. But here these young ladies stand up for life and God blesses them. Even though we think that's victory, then the Pharaoh then says, okay, all the boys are thrown in, thrown in. This is after they're born. Could you imagine? Parents or, or the soldiers coming and ripping the child away from the mom while she's weaning him or her or him in this case, and then throwing him into the Nile to drown. We, evil has always been in our world. Evil has always been in our world. But as much as they're evil, there is truth. There is light. There is God. And God isn't done yet. The best is yet to come. There's going to be a day, there's going to be a day where everything's going to change. But you and I, until that moment comes, have to make a choice of whether we're going to walk in righteousness or not walk in righteousness. It's a choice to rejoice. You see, so many individuals see what things like this and we go, wow, this is tough. This is tough. Look at this portion of scripture. I find I hope you find encouragement in this. God calls us to life. To live in faith every day. Deuteronomy chapter 3, 30, verse 19 and 20. Look what it reads. 
This day I call heaven and earth as a witness against you, and I have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose life so that you and your children may live, and that you may love the Lord your God, listen to his voice, and hold fast to him. You know, we have to, we live in a world today, we have to choose life. You choose life or choose death. It comes to this moment. And today, today we need to speak up for life. We need to, they just had a march uh, in Washington, uh, end of January. And um, there were so many people there. So many people there. You'll never see that on TV. So many young people were there standing for life. But you didn't see that on TV either. You see... We live in a world here that just doesn't only want to give you information that they want to give, but there's a lot of stuff going on. God still reigns. He's still in control. Let me, uh, how many have ever seen this picture? This picture happened in 1999. There's so many stories I was going to bring out, but I thought I'll go with a familiar one. 1999, this boy, his name is um, Samuel Alexander Ames. He had spinal bifida, and so they were doing surgery on him because of his spinal bifida. And one of the things is while they have the incision, this little hand comes out and grabs the surgeon's hand. It's amazing how far we've come where on one side we can do incredible things to save a little boy, a little girl in the womb. And that's really early stage. I think that's like maybe um, in 28, um, it's in the end of the first, first trimester to the beginning to the second. And they, and they do this surgery on him, take out the whole thing, lay it out and open it up and do the surgery on him. And I, I want you to understand something that's really amazing is that here this man is today who is a believer in Jesus Christ. Here he is today, somewhere about 23, 24 years old, gone through a process of stuff medically, and now walks, and now is just a testimony of Jesus. You see, see, at one time, they would say, you got a problem. We just got done hearing a testimony of a person that was uh, uh, tried to abort it, but it didn't work and stuff like this. And, and, and they came out and what they're doing today, just amazing. What a story. You know, and, and then the other one that was raped and they, they kept the child after a rape and what that person was doing. You hear these stories and we say, uh, you know, it's a difficult process, but it's still a life. The child shouldn't suffer for someone else's sin. That's what the Bible says. The person who does a sin should pay a consequence, but not the child that has not sinned. Let me share this with you. Psalms 139, once again, get into your heart. I'm getting ready for that video. 139, 13 and 16, for you, for you, created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully, wonderfully made. Let me take a moment here. Just say it. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You have to believe it to receive it. 
For your works are wonderful. I know them full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depth of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days were ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. God has a plan. And right now, since you can speak, God's giving you a voice for the ones that can't speak. Can I tell you, in your prayer, speak up. When you see somebody and maybe they're thinking about abortion, at least get them, get them in touch with people that can help them. Because it's worthy. It's worthy to make a difference. Before I just show this video, can you close your eyes for a second? Those watching online, I'm going to challenge you. Just close your eyes for a second. Because one of the greatest things, one of the greatest things, if you're going to know your purpose and know what God wants to do in you and through you, you have to know you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You have to know that God has a plan for your life. You have to know that God saw the very day that you were born. He saw your unformed body. He loves you. And you, when you look in the mirror or when you have things that take place in your life, you've got to put your eyes on the one who loves you. Those watching online, the Lord loves you. And the first thing you and I need to do is ask Jesus to come into our hearts. And if you sinned and made some mistakes right now, right now we are. Say, Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my heart. Come into my life. I need you. I know you love me because you came to earth for me. You love me so much that you stretched out your arms and died. That's what Jesus has done for you and I. And this is the day you say, I surrender my life to Jesus. Just tell him, I surrender my life to you, Lord. I will live for you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Watch this video here of Cornerstone. Created for purpose, a unique genetic blueprint from the moment of conception. DNA woven together to determine gender, eye color, hair color, fearfully and wonderfully made. Valued beyond measure. Our culture says life is disposable, her rights matter most, it's not really a baby. And it's all one big choice. But God created us in his own image and whispered, I have called you by name. You are mine. In the United States, abortion is legal throughout the entire pregnancy, totally unrestricted. Most recently, abortion has been boxed up in the form of two little pills and a promise to make it all go away. What will you do to make a difference for life? How can you be a voice? Will you help save a life? There are over 2,700 pregnancy centers in the United States, serving men and women free of charge and full of hope, providing pregnancy tests, life-affirming counsel, abortion recovery, classes, clothing, and diapers. Many centers offer the first glimpse of a woman's baby in the womb displaying the magnificence of creation and the precious beats of a tiny heart. 
perfectly formed and fashioned by the one who created them. They serve faithfully, love well, encourage, they are hope dealers. They need volunteers, your prayers, and your financial support. Will you please give generously and help make a difference for life today? So you and I have an opportunity in the next two months to have a baby shower. And uh, we'll just do a cash baby shower to be able to be a blessing to our local Cornerstone Resource Pregnancy Center, to be a blessing to others. And um, I, I just, I guess, I just want to challenge you, keep it in prayer. How many would say, I'm going to start praying for those in trouble, those that need to have God give wisdom, God give help. Also pray for the resources. We're doing so many different things, and the director, Christy, is doing such a great job. She really is. Pray for her. Please pray for her. If you can stand to your feet. I am, first of all, I want to say thank you for trotting through the snow a little bit and the ice to be in the house of the Lord. Give yourself a big hand. Can you just say praise the Lord? I had people saying, you, you, other churches were canceled, you know, and, and, and they said, you canceled too? I'm like, no. <laughs> you know, hey, listen, if this was a fishing tournament, would you, can't, would you go? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was a soccer game. Would you go? Yeah. If it was a football team with your favorite football team and you were going to go with someone, your favorite people, would you cancel it just because of some weather? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Let's not cancel God so easily. He's the ruler and maker of all the universe. Let's have some gumption. Let's be warriors and not wimps. Amen. That's where you really say praise. We're going to go out with a dedication song. Let me put a blessing upon you. And uh, let's come again next week. Next week, I think, I think is the message, where is your shout, that I promised you before we go into our next series. Father, I thank you so much for who you are. And I ask right now, will you bless? Will you strengthen? Will you help? God, I pray right now, if there's a need on a heart of each individual here, if you have a need, raise your hand right where you are. Yes, 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 yes. Father, will you touch these hands represented as a need? God, you are great. I ask your Holy Spirit to minister, to rise up a testimony, to rise up a testimony. I speak peace in the name of Jesus. Because the Lord God is over all things. I pray right now, right now, Lord, as they walk in you, will you, God, do a work. Bring people in, bring the resources in, and may your name be praised and you rise up a testimony. Bring healing upon bodies, minds. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's just sing this song on the, on, on the conclusion of this time together. Lord, I come, oh, I confess, bowing here. I find my rest Oh, without you I fall apart Oh, you're the 
Give God some praise in the house of the Lord. Blessed be His name. Bless each one, God, I pray. Strengthen them and help them in all their way. And Lord, help them to be your light and your salt. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we thank you for joining us today. Let's continue to believe that God is going to do a work in all of our lives and in His church, despite our current circumstances. If you would like to support the ministry of Salem First Assembly, you can do so by mailing to 430 Route 45, Salem, New Jersey, 08079, or by visiting our website at salemfirstag.org. Please join us for service next Sunday at 1030 a.m., or you can watch service every Sunday afternoon on Facebook at Salem First Assembly or YouTube at Salem First AG. You can also listen to the message every Tuesday on Podbean. 
Have a blessed rest of your day. Let's remember to be a blessing and that life is living in faith every day.